All right. And we are live. The last word with Lord Cognito Ibantis, Ty Guy Travis, fresh on that Thursday evening Destiny Campfire. And we've got a nice guest today. But before we get into that, let's talk to the cheetah himself, Mr. Ibantis. How are we doing, sir? Doing good. Uh, just dropped my first ever game review. Granted, Travis will give me a hard time because I didn't score it. But first no one. School. Yeah, it's reviewing those go okay <laughs> travis doesn't even understand he's like that's no, not a review that that doesn't count i've got uh, a good idea let's have ourselves a court trial with no verdict <laughs> wow and it i've got a good idea let us let us see what dominic toretto is like without his family a review with no score what are you are you a review at all or are you just a man howling into the wind Oh, we get performance today. I love it. <laughs> White and uh, yeah, I've been playing Thymesia. It's an interesting Souls like with some good ideas. It doesn't quite stick the landing, um, but it's a nice little indie Souls if you're looking to scratch kind of your Bloodborne itch. Cult of the Lamb was fantastic. Finished that one last week, and we got a lot of hype going into next week. But we got an awesome guest. So, Travis, what have you been up to? I have been playing video games. Did you run out of brain power <laughs> there for a second? There was like a, a pause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ran out of chance. I just think there, I was like, I've been doing something out of video games. Uh, yeah, I'm on my next, I'm on my grind. I'm doing, working on my next preview, working on my next review. My next review is a game called Checks Notes. Steel Rising. Oh, I'm actually curious about that one. Comes mm -hmm. out soon. I'm playing it right now as we speak. So if you see me with my controller, I'm just not paying attention at all to the podcast. And I'm working on oh, multitasking. Yeah. multitasking yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's okay, right? right? It's like everyone does six right. things at once anymore. That's just how life is. So that's fine. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you, Cog? What have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, man, just podcasting, traveling, all type of stuff. Um, Getting back into the Destiny grind. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on. Getting in uh, my preparatory phase for ARC 3.0. So all the necessary things. And um, shout out to my uh, Mr. Maddie Plays. I was bullied, shamed into playing Danganronpa on oh. my trip. How was, how was it, the travels? And he got the review that he needed to hear. <laughs> Is it as bad as you thought it was going to be? Or just like, not your thing? <laughs> This is the anime over pontification. Everything is extra dramatic. But I will say the trial mechanic is really good. Shout out to um Lady Travis. I agree with some of the things that she was saying, Travis, or that conversation we had. But I agree with you with a lot of bit of the overratedness. And, you know, the, I, for its time, it must have been great. But it just doesn't hold up the way Fair it enough. does now. That's it. Just play Ace Attorney. It's a better original. Yeah, that's what I wanted to play anyway. That's, I got shamed to play a Dagger Robert. But anyway, so uh, that's me. But uh, E, man, we got this yeah. amazing guest being so patient. Indeed. Like so, uh, a man. Welcome to The Last Word, episode number 211. This is one of those rare episodes that combines the bungee hype train picking up speed and a truly special guest joining us around the campfire for one of those celestial alignment level rare occurrences. The news that dropped yesterday about ARC 3.0 electrified the community, to say the least. And one of the developers got to have the best mic drop moment I've seen in a very long time. But tonight, we are joined by a true legend, which still doesn't seem to do him justice. Literally wow. without this man, all he has done, this show you're listening to right now wouldn't even exist. Factual. This man's first game was Contra, and it's fitting because another action game shooting guns kicked off this man's online career. If you spend any time in his streams, you'll find an amazingly welcoming atmosphere and one of the most genuine people on the internet whose Destiny trailer reactions are frequently immortalized in future trailers. 
The way he has embraced his baldness is a level of confidence we should all strive to work towards and leans into improving mental health, another thing our guest is an advocate for. Some might have questioned his early aspirations of trying to help charity as an excuse to play video games all day. But when you look at all this man has done, he quite literally put the money where his mouth was. The past decade of streaming has seen this man start out in speedruns of Borderlands 2, getting top 10 in the world's first Destiny raid race, followed up by standing atop the podium for King's Fall just one year later. Years Whoa. after he became a staple of Twitch, this true white knight has helped raise over $17 million for St. Jude through all the work he has done with GCX. Serving as the charity director for nearly the entire existence of the convention, he knows gaming does good. So let's welcome a man who started his journey on Earth all the way back in the home of Blues and Arches, who only in his mid-30s has accomplished more than most would dream of doing in a lifetime. The owner and chief strategic officer of Rare Drop, chief marketing officer of King's Coast Coffee, relative of a bungee dinosaur, and with over a million <laughs> followers between many platforms, really is one in a million with his ability to bring laughter, education, kindness, and a safe, positive environment to all individuals around the world. The host of the Ask Broman Show, the Broman Podcast, Destiny Raid Tailgate Party, and honestly, just the nicest guy you'll ever have a chance to talk to, or in rare moments, meet the evening before GCS kicks off and peek behind the curtain. The one, the only, Professor Broman. Wow. <laughs> I, um, you ever have somebody like talk about you and you're like, oh, I guess I did all that stuff? <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm really, I'm first of all, like you, you did your homework uh, <laughs> and that's, that was, that was amazing. And, and thank you for the incredible uh, introduction. I'm, I'm honored to be here. It was, I'm, it's always a pleasure when someone asks like, Hey, you want to be on a, a podcast? I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. That sounds great. It's always <laughs> very exciting for me. And then, um, yeah, I, it's it's always really cool to be on a, a destiny community podcast when big stuff is on the horizon because that's like you said destiny's where i started i'm not there all the time but like i every time i think they're not going to get me this time like it's not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna get excited they're not gonna get you back i, I have my expectations are set <laughs> um and i tell you what man like this this the arc 3.0 uh, and and everything about like that and then like the secrecy behind the raid uh and everything it's got again again Bungie has gotten me has got me like thinking about well i can't wait to play again and then Ooh. i was like I, I was farming uh frames today to get the exotic like uh glaive because oh, i was yep. like this is a thing i had no idea i'm really great at paying attention um, <laughs> I saw somebody post about that on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck? How long has this been in the game? Oh, sorry. I don't know if we can swear. Um, what the fudge? Um, better. better. But, we'll, we'll survive. But, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, like what? I don't know. So it's, it's, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, you know. I like I like that you think I'm somebody who puts my money where my mouth is because I really try to live like that. Like it, it means it means a lot to hear that uh, just in general. So thanks. Yeah, it's absolutely. How did you figure out I'm from St. Louis? Like I don't talk about it all the time. <laughs> Research. <laughs> Research. Uh, yeah, it, it takes a little bit of searching, but there was a podcast probably 
four years ago that you were on. I actually can't remember the name because I closed the window and was listening to it. It was, I cannot remember the guy you were on there with. But it was like four years ago, and they just kind of got a little history on you. And I had to, I had to go huh. find where somebody talked about your history. So I had to search. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, you did the cut. <laughs> yeah, man. That was cool to, to, to hear it. And obviously, just to give you your flowers, well-deserved, you know. And I would be remiss before we even start, you know, is that last word wouldn't exist if it wasn't mm. for you guys. And, and that's a fact, you know, being a fan of this game, you know, as a, it's funny as a person that actually came up, started as a hater of the game <laughs> because I didn't understand what an MMO and a live service get model was. And then to finally, be, you know, get into it, shout out to citizens in the chat who told me to stick around, you know, forever 28 got to 30. And then we, I do Vogue and my mind's blown. And then at that point, I have this affection for this game. And it's just like, you can't talk to me until you've done the raid, right? So what has happened is I'm like, I'm trying to find like-minded people, right? People who love the game the way I do. And, and that's when the journey started. And I remember finding out somehow about, you know, GCX and well, at the time, Destiny, you know, uh, Gar yeah. Guardian Con. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a group that people put together psychopaths like me that love this game and want to congregate. And I was like, I've never been to Tampa, Florida, but I'm going now. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, man. I was out there in the heat of the fairgrounds and I got a chance. I'm, you probably met a thousand people out that day, but got a chance to, to meet you. Absolutely amazing. And at that same function, yep. I meet Ibantis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just like, man, this kid, he loves Destiny just like me. And like, this is insane. And, you know, I have my little business cards. And, you know, and it, business it all cards, yep. formulated literally right there. And this is right wow. during Curse of Osiris' time. Yeah, we so started like, the podcast during Curse of Osiris. Good yes. timing, by the way. Perfect. Yes. Right wanted, timing. Yeah. What a good time to love. Oh, yes. <laughs> we like it sucks, but we love it and we want it to get better. There's a lot of things to complain about, apparently, every week. So we did that. <laughs> exactly. But I wanted to give you your flowers personally because the again, the Guardian Con thing, it was such a cool thing. And then for a good cause, bringing people together, shout out to you and the team. That was really cool. But before we get into that, I did want to ask about also. You're a retro guy. I'm an OG gamer. I see some yeah. retro games in there. So tell me about that retro love, man. Oh, man. I, I, it's okay. So, like, I'm still at the point in my life where I'm like having a hard time realizing the stuff I grew up with is like super <laughs> retro. Like, somebody was like, oh, Final Fantasy 10, that's like 20 years old. And I was like, no, 20 years old is Final Fantasy 6. Like, this is not, um, like, that's, you know, like pixel art graphics and stuff. And like, no. Um, but, I yeah so like you like you mentioned one of my the first games I remember playing and beating was Contra. Ooh. Interestingly enough, this is something I don't think I've said anywhere else. Uh, to tie into the speedrunning, the reason I beat it was because there was a trick on the first level where mm -hmm. you could put like a baseball or something on your controller and hold down the fire button and enemies would only spawn in front of you and not behind you. What? And so if you you could just you just leave it on overnight and you wake up and you got like 80 lives. What? Um, so I was like, oh, cool. So like, I can't, I can die as much as I want. Uh, and then I finally beat Contra. Yeah. So that nice. was, yeah. So I'm, I was a huge fan of, of NES games. I've actually Ooh. been kind of going back through and playing some of the library on, on switch nice. lately. I'm playing through star tropics, okay. which I, I loved that game blew my mind when it was out. I was like, wait it's like an rpg and you get you can level and it's like got action and it has this weird platforming stuff and like some of the most the awful platforming i've ever experienced in gaming <laughs> but when you beat it 
it feels so good. You're like, yeah, the game cheated, but I won. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was really I, I, I fell in love with the the I guess people will call it now the artificial difficulty of games where things are super punishing, like you run out of lives on the last level time to start over. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are the souls days. Those are our souls days. Well, it's like Mega yes. Man is what started me in you know pain in the butt difficulty. You'd have two lives. Yeah. You get in the worst jumping puzzle and whatever it is, and these like blocks that don't you know stay around for a while. And mm -hmm. like growing up on those types of games, and all of a sudden you like play Bloodborne for the first time. Oh, I'm like, oh, I just need to bash my head against this till I figure it out. I've done this <laughs> yeah, before. <laughs> I uh, so yeah, retro like my my favorite game of all time is Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh, you already bought it's a best friend oh, forever. Right <laughs> oh, here. My God, oh, it's yes. over now. It's okay, over. Yeah, my, high five. Yeah, we agree. High five. Uh <laughs> yeah. So and and uh it it taught me a lot of things that I love about games when I was young, and I didn't know that, that I was appreciating these things. I just as a kid, right, when you play a game that's like really perfect, you get all of these feelings and you're like, oh yes. my god, like this is great. And I remember chasing the feeling of what it was like to beat chrono trigger for like the fourth time because Ooh. the first time like you find out first of all like multiple endings which back then not a huge thing and they were drastically different endings right like if you like if you if you did new game plus and you're strong enough you could go like right to the bucket in the fair and go fight lavos with just two characters and win um and so that that the game's approach to storytelling fascinated me and i played way too much of that game uh just to see if there were other secrets that i could find um but the orchestration the writing um that which holds up like i i start i you know like i've been playing through it again i was like why this is like I, like i understand all these adult characters now and like i was as a kid you're like these people are shit or these people are stupid uh but these people are dumb they're dumb adults but as an adult you're like oh yeah, everybody's making really reasonable points that you should have been listening to. <laughs> um, and it's not that. But yeah, uh, next to me, I have Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Ooh. Trigger, Mega Man X. Mm. Um, it's got a strong list. Yeah, that one. Mega, the, and the Kafka then, guy. I, I was speed ran Final Fantasy VI for a while. I could never land the reverse Joker Doom trick consistently. That's where you trick the slots for uh, Setzer into always casting death uh, and so you can beat it like once you get him you can just steamroll like everybody oh, in the game doesn't yeah. matter what level you are um but the first time you get him is on the crane fight i'm being such a nerd right now no it's on the it. crane that's fight why you're here with the, with the airship so you have to do it like a few times perfectly and if you mess it up or if he dies during the speed run you only have like one phoenix down mm, that you've picked up phoenix so you have like down. two shots uh there <laughs> um That's so yeah i love that one what else I, I guess it might be considered retro now but like my one of my other favorite games uh of all time is mass effect oh mass effect wait, trilogy. Hold, hold. which mass effect is your favorite man i'd get heat what from this all the time oh, i yeah. love i love the third one okay all um, right okay i okay. I liked it before they changed the endings. Uh, oh, I like it after they changed that's spicy. the endings. Okay, okay. I, I liked it before they changed the endings. Like I was I had got on Reddit and everywhere and fought with people because I was like, you don't understand the story they're trying to tell. <laughs> the the idea is is, is that you are to you experience this journey. Oh, you build you build this whole 
persona, your character, you experience the journey, but ultimately all very long journeys mm-hmm. end in simplified results that we mm-hmm. might find unsatisfactory. Now, whether or not uh, that was their intent in crafting mm-hmm. that story. Um, and the, co- and you, the colors. And the colors. <laughs> but you, but you, you, in every great hero's journey, there is the choice at the end of the path. You know, mm-hmm. do I go home or do I stay out in this new world that I've created myself? Uh, the thing that made it really painful and what I thought was a unique writing twist is that the hero doesn't come back from any of the choices. So the only thing that lives on is your legacy and that choice is like instantaneous. Mm-hmm. So I really like that because I Ooh. hadn't been challenged in that way from a story. Like I had a very visceral, angry reaction. I was like, what the f- why? Um, <laughs> okay. But, but. I, I didn't, that doesn't, that doesn't always flag in my, you know, in my mind, like that a story is bad. If the goal of the author is to like elicit an angry response out of you mm-hmm. because something feels taken away from you. Like I've experienced that. That's what death feels like when someone in your family passes away, you get super angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I, I guess I looked at it in that through that lens and I really loved Mass Effect 3. I also love the moment, like the payoffs in Mass Effect 3. Um, I only like, oh my God. And then there's like some parts of the game that I'm just finding out like you can- Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you can find out, but like um, Morden Solis's whole thing, the whole conversation around, and they like, can we talk about how so few games do a good job with sci-fi writing when it comes to heavy, heavy subject matter? Like mm-hmm. the 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 whole the Krogan genocide is something. Oh, that the, the genophage. Oh, all, yeah, all all of the yeah the genophage and, and all of this, and you hear every side of the story, and they take you through it as Shepard. You hear from you know the uh, oppressing, awful mm-hmm. you know uh, shout out Solarians. To, shout out to the Solarians. Who, <laughs> yeah, the Solarians who made who made awful choices, and like that was the first game. And then the second game, you meet the guy that did it. Did it? And he's on your team, and you, I had so many mixed feelings about that. And so, shout like, out to Rex. Know, yeah. Um. And so, like, I Mass Effect is is another one where it was like the writing, and it made me feel the same kind of feelings I had when I played Chrono Trigger for the first time. So those are those are my big ones. Nice. Uh, You're two for two to, right now. I can't go retro, wrong with that. Yeah. Recently retro games. Yeah, got one for each. Trav, you seem like you're ready I, to jump in on died. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh no, you good? You good? Hopefully, <laughs> I'm back. let me know if you're back. Yes, All right, cool, I'm cool. Back. Chad, you like you was ready to jump in on was that Mass Effect talk or something? Oh, there's too much to talk about with what he just. <laughs> That's over. fair. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> please disagree with me. <laughs> well, this is a Destiny podcast. I can't. Turn okay, this all right. Okay, right well, we can. Oh, I mean, it's going to be a Chrono time. Trigger podcast if you don't turn it into a Mass Effect podcast. So you pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all you. <laughs> Decisions you yours, Travis. Travis, right, I'm going to go back to talking about Abontus's refusal to put scores on reviews. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> that's my route. <laughs> let's talk about Destiny. Uh, okay. How did you get introduced to it? Um, what, what was that? Your first Bungie game? Did you play Halo? Uh, what, you oh, know, what, how, what was kind of your path Ooh. there? Let me know. I I played I played Halo uh, Halo Two. My my best memory and t-rex would say the same thing with my brother was uh, i was in college halo 3 came out we got it at midnight went back to my dorm room put it on legendary beat it on co-op it took us 
it took us uh, the way. The way 12 to hours, 13 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after it was over, we went and got the new, it was like the Flamin' Whopper or whatever, where they had like all the spicy <laughs> stuff on it and the jalapenos and everything. We went and got that. Um, and then like it ate, I think I got really sick and then we went to sleep. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I, I was a huge fan uh, of Bungie. And when I, when the game, Man, I try and remember who who was a person who was like, let's try out this beta. Um, uh, because I remember like a lot of the a lot of the folks from the Borderlands community want to try it because it was like a new guns and looter shooter. It could be really interesting. Uh, and I at that point I was like, I have to speed run. Like I just got this full time career happening. Like I can't <laughs> I can't like play this other game. Um, I was like, I have forty two thousand followers at this point. Like I'm like losing my mind. Um. I just broke like my sub goal to to be going full time, which right. everyone's like, how much money was that? And I was like, sixteen hundred dollars a month. I'm always very honest. I was like, I was like, I had to get 400 subs or whatever. And I had, I had like lived in a really cheap apartment. And I won't say how much rent is because I know how awful rent is now. I don't yeah, want to yes. compound anyone's It's pain. been a minute. That's OK. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. OK, so like a decade ago, I was like living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm. My rent was six hundred dollars a month. My utilities, to- my utilities totaled up to like two hundred. Um, and then I like had to pay for car and food and taxes, and so I was like, I can either make this much money working my you know minimum wage job overnights, um, or I could you know get like the same amount of money trying to stream, and it didn't feel like an insurmountable like number when I got started, so I was like, yeah, I can try this. Um, <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. side story, I'm. I'm in this position where I'm like, I cannot lose this, this full-time thing. And I play destiny for the first time, mm. uh, during the beta. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like immediately enamored by the gameplay. I was like, this is so cool. You know, there, there wasn't a ton in the beta. Like you could run the, the, oh, yeah. the earth, earth, oh, earth, earth. <laughs> yeah. It was all earth. And like the, the, which, oh yeah, it was like septic tank prime strike. Uh, and you just run that one. <laughs> I can't remember his name anymore because I made that joke so many times. <laughs> Septic Tank Prime. That's yeah, right. Septic Tank Prime. Um, and you, Skepsis, right? Uh, and and so you, uh, you, you and I, I really, I loved it. I fell in love with the Hunter class originally, um, which, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Hunter. Yeah, this is going to be fun. And I started, and then I played, <laughs> once the game came out, Mm-hmm. I played Titan. It was the third class that I made, and then I was like, "Everyone else is wrong." <laughs> I was like, "Everyone else is wrong." Let's talk to Titan. Let me hear, let me hear Titan talk. Now, I'm surrounded right. by Titans. I'm only warlock is, but I, I need to hear some some Titan talk from my brother. Like, what was it about the Titan class? Bro? It was. Um, so I, I will say I was like initially disappointed because I was expecting to have like I was expecting to be a tank tank. Like gotcha. a traditional MMO class, like I put this guy on and I'm taking double damage before I die, uh, you know, type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's playing it made me realize, like, oh, they're gonna do something with this that I don't expect, right? I guess you could say, like, I have a weird thought process, like, I'm okay with being disappointed because it makes me like look a little harder at harder the choices that are being made, right? Like, okay. I want to know. Like if I disagree with a choice in a game, mm-hmm. right? I want to know why. Why did they make that choice? Because somebody mm-hmm. thought it was a good choice, and like mm-hmm. understanding why, how that got put together, 
for me is uh, super important because I want to make sure if I'm ever talking about a game, I'm giving meaningful feedback, like the kind of feedback that's like, okay, so like, I think this is what we were trying to accomplish. This is what I experienced. So here you go. Um, But I play I play Titan. And the first time I dropped a bubble, I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to be like, everybody is safe. Like, quit freaking out. You, you like, everybody calm down. No one's going to die. Stand in here. Step one, um, don't panic. Yeah, step one, don't panic. And then they, they, and then when they get coupled that with weapons of light, I was like, uh, this is brilliant. Like, ooh. not only can you stay in here, but like, if we're getting overwhelmed by enemies, it's like, going to give us increased attack power. Okay. Yeah. Like, we can clear out an area. I, I love that. Mm. Um, so the the Titan is the Titan is that's how I kind of fell in love with Titan. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a long tail. But Destiny was not my first Bungie game. I've been a huge fan of Bungie and video games for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it came at a really unique place in my career where things were moving enough that I had an opportunity to sort of try to start again with a with a new game online and. Uh, I'm really happy it worked out because I was heavily addicted the first like the first two years that game came out. I, I woke up. It was all I could think about. Mm. I would go, to, go to I would have dreams about it. Yep. It was it was bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it infected my whole life. But I, I loved I still love the game. I loved every second of Destiny one. I loved farming spin metal like I, I all of this, all of this stupid stuff running loops. I loved all of it. There's oh, the grind for those swords. Like, the grind for those swords was I, oh something. That was one of my that was one of my favorite things to figure out was that you could kill people with the hilt. Like to tell you, you had to get 25 kills and it's like everybody's fighting over heavy ammo. And I was like, I bet that there is not a unique bit of code in here to tell the sword <laughs> that the, it's only going to count because they don't expect you to kill anyone with the hilt exactly. if the blade is out. And I, I remember doing it on stream. I was in a crucible match and I was like whacking this like person. I was like, ha, they don't know I'm here. And it like took three <laughs> hits. And then the, the thing went up one and I was like, yes. And I immediately <laughs> made a YouTube video because I was like, got to do it. Got to get there first. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just. God, I loved I loved every part of Destiny One. I will say uh, this about the the D one uh, public space, just running around, opening chests yeah. and finding some middle thing. There's never been a better time for a console to have a feature where uh, part of the screen is dedicated to watching television. Do you guys remember oh, that the, X, the Xbox One it had oh, that uh, yes. ability to pull Snap. up the slide? Yes. Oh man, let me tell you guys <laughs> that <laughs> was. Heavily utilized, you could because you know that was just mindless gameplay. And at that point in my life, I didn't have you know a ton of access to secondary screens, and, and that <laughs> it was like literally the perfect time to have that uh, feature because that. that was uh, mind-numbing uh, <laughs> grinding. And yet, mm-hmm. I did it happily every single time uh, when they asked me to do it. So I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, great. I I love the soothing, like the loop loop gameplays are like super soothing for me like i'm a, yeah. I'm a huge fan because then i can because when i was little like i played video games so i could like calm down and think mm-hmm. and it's like the adult version of that it's like <laughs> it's funny meditation. Yeah. no it's bro it's funny i'm so glad you <laughs> said right. that because shout out to ducky and the clan right now in there back for dead it's about clan and sometimes like it's therapeutic for me sometimes to just be by myself and doing little farming missions and it's something about the gunplay combination 
with the music. And we were very fortunate to have, you know, some of a bunch of composers on. And they don't get enough credit, man. They they really don't. It, it, go ahead, go ahead, because like I, I, I agree. I, I'm with you. It, it, it's something. It's 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 like a a zen. It's like I'm in a good place. It makes me feel good. It makes me calm. I could be stressed out my mind, but I could just throw destiny on. And even if it's a strike or just farming something, I'm all right. I don't like okay. Things are okay. But go ahead. You was about to say something. I'm sorry. Oh no, I I just wanted to completely agree with you about like I I I think that composers don't get enough credit you know going back to chrono trigger like the orchestration in that was incredible it's not something i could have articulated as a as like a i don't know what a 10 12 whatever but it stands the test of time and the the because <clears throat> i've you know i've played that game in college on an emulator when i can't hear the music <laughs> and it is so incredible how just a few notes can just take you yes. right back into that experience and something Ooh. something that destiny has always had is if whatever you want to be feeling um, or whatever, there's such a good match between the audio and the visuals of your experience and that, that it drives the point even further. And that's, it's one of, this is like one of my favorite things to argue when someone's like video games are stupid. I'm like, no, they're very obviously art because a (laughs) good artist knows how to use every aspect of a medium to drive the point home. And when you play a good video game, you don't have to have played other games to know why every part of it is is perfect and Ooh. destiny um and destiny nails those moments where you're integrating the audio the visual the sound effects experience like everything is working together to make it uh, a holistic experience and that's one of the reasons why i love when they launch new stuff yeah. like when witch queen came out and you got into and then uh when vow when Ooh. vow dropped oh. after Ooh. the campaign it was like the it was just it was such it was so mind blowing right you're getting all of these all of this new information about the entire game and everything feels so grandiose but heavy and old and like it's just so well done yeah absolutely e no i mean you guys are absolutely on fire because i mean you say chrono trigger and i when that thing finally when that soundtrack finally popped on spotify it was one of the quickest like favorite saves that i may have ever done and I can just literally mm. go click battle one and it like literally takes me back like 25 years. That one track, same thing with Mega Man 2, Dr. Wily, like track one. I can play that and I'm like, yep, perfectly exactly know where I'm at. And a couple of those tracks, as you said, Destiny has had those moments as well. Those specific moments, whether it's like the regicide mission and it's like three notes when you walk into that room and the lights go bright and then you finally see Oryx and then... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't one? know if it's your brother that has the big. Is it your brother with the Oryx reaction? I can't remember if T Rex yes. is that one. Okay, when it he's is him. running away, screaming. Yes. Nope. 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 So Love yeah, it's it. like those those moments that we've shared in Destiny, and it's like I'm you're literally splitting the difference in age between us two and Travis, but we've all had a massive chunk, whether it's a third or a fourth of our lives around one game which is i'm like for one when i'm like what am i doing with my life when there's that much of my life around a video game but that's a whole different problem (laughs) some powerful math you just introduced into my mind there (laughs) sorry one third of one third of your life destiny huh oh okay but it's also been an amazing journey for you i mean it's like you start with the borderlands speed running you're 
early on in Twitch's like explosion and you're in yeah. the right moment. And then when that switches and then you obviously have the raid race, you have vault of glass, yep. this game changing moment for an FPS yeah. shooter. And then yep. a year later, like I, I got to know when you go from was seventh or eighth that you were for vault of glass. Seventh for vault okay. of glass. Wow. And we all like went to sleep overnight, got on the next day after farming and then like beat it in. I think it was like two and a half hours or something nice. like that. Uh, because we were finally not getting gear checked, but yeah, yeah we were somehow after doing all that, we were like seventh and that was <laughs> because like, that's... it was so new and it was like, we were all experienced veterans who, who'd played PVE based games with like really messed up and difficult bosses and stuff like Borderlands two is not known for its super friendly end game bosses. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like it's very build specific. So we, you know, we had a, we had a great team going into that. Um, of experienced players and it, it kicked the crap out of us it took i mean we bashed our head against the wall for a while before we were like this we can't get through these dps faces once the enrage popped up for the first time we lasted long enough we were like oh okay well <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah let's check in tomorrow <laughs> um but then i wanted to ask you when it switches to from vogue to stand on the podium for we had we asked so many guests like what their favorite raids is and we'll get to that don't worry but to stand okay. on the podium for King's Fall, which is usually very high on a lot of people's lists, where does that moment stand for you? Kind of what was that like? And what did that do for, obviously, like, did that kind of put a pin in Destiny and be like, this is amazing? And when was the switch? Like, when did you also have enough Destiny? Like, the high versus the, when did you kind of transition Man. away? You need to, like, get so many people on this podcast interview them you are like one of the best interviewers i've ever like given me questions to like this is that was that was a great question so um seriously wow um (laughs) sorry (laughs) okay no 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 no. i i just i i appreciate the craft of interviewing people and that question was effing fantastic um so for me to so to go from uh you know finishing seventh and i think we just got uh, man, I think fell apart for us for Crota, so we don't think I think maybe like top 100 or something. <laughs> um, uh, but that you know, and then to go from that experience, then we go through like Prison of Elders, where there's like mm-hmm. no real big oh, strong. Yeah. Well, there's a new type of end game, right? That now right. we all experience and love, like dungeons. You know, mm-hmm. that was that was kind of our the community's first experience with that, and then we get King's Fall, first mm-hmm. huge expansion, first huge story beat. Um, and then like a real obviously villainous bad guy and and not that like the vex aren't terrifying the existential horror of the vex and the vault of glass is some of the, the best sci-fi writing i've ever experienced um i love the lore between the 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 lore for the like the gorgons in there right the like they just yeah they just look at you and then decide you don't exist and then you don't like that is like you can't and you can't counter that right like it's yeah. so so like there is there's great like villainy in um you know in in Vaughan and the other parts but you then we meet oryx then we really meet the heart of the hive right and we 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 see and we learn when you're collecting the, the calcified fragments and stuff that these three hive gods are literary foils for our guardian classes mm-hmm. we've made contracts with the light to you know be wise and intelligent to be cunning or to be incredibly powerful um and we find out that the hive have somehow made similar contracts but with a dark being 
And this is their harbinger. This is the guy yeah. that knows more than anything else. His name is Oryx, and mm. he's here to end everything. And then he shows up on the scene and just takes out a mm. huge chunk of the ring of Saturn <laughs> because he decides to. The whole Awoken fleet, um, you know, and then, we, you know, we don't. And then Mara's just gone for a very long time. Yeah, a um, minute. So, so to 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 go through that whole kind of first year experience um, with the incredible guys that are on my raid team, uh, uh, Goth, T Rex, Chariona, Char, <laughs> Rebelize, um, and and Gunny, it it was it was incredible. Um, it's one of the the it's absolutely like the the gaming highlight moment. Of mm. of my whole life of playing games, uh, mm. like hand, because and it, it, it wasn't it wasn't because <laughs> like it was it was because it felt like it was the first point in Destiny as a franchise where this dream of what it could be was realized. Right? Yes. Like I think yes, everybody beat point. everybody beat Vogue, and they were like, "That was great." There could be so much more to this. And like, you know, I remember spending time like theory crafting, like what are some other ways that we could see these raid style mechanics implemented in an FPS that we just hadn't thought about before. Um, and then King's Hall comes out and you see so many of them. And because there was so much conjecture stuff, you wouldn't have even expected. Yes. Um, you know, and I loved that. So, so, you know, standing on the podium with, with the guys, uh, <laughs> for king's fall uh it was it was like incredible mm. um it we you know and if you go back and watch the race like we we were the first team through many of the encounters as well i can't remember nice. but like, nice. like we, we had a strong lead um mm. and that also that just felt really good right like getting through all the encounters without any help from anyone else um, or anybody in chat being like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, <laughs> so, you know, like, so-and-so just did this. And then you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to solve the puzzle, okay? Because that's why I'm here. And yes. you just ruined that for me. So, so like, we didn't, um, that didn't, that didn't happen. Um, and then we got so many really ridiculous, iconic moments out of the experience as well. Like trying to read the hive language, um, mm -hmm. like, like T-Rex running away and saying, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, watch that like 30 times encountering, yeah, great. Great. Uh, encountering the, uh, the plunger wall for the first time, uh, um, the phallic wall. There. That's a yeah, nice the, way to the, say the, it. The plunger <laughs> wall. That's the kind, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. G rated, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that, the just, and so many, uh, there's such great use of verticality in that raid as well, which we saw some of that in the vault of glass, but like, it was really, it was more of a flat fight. Um, you know, and then now you have this, you know, the final arena with Oryx where you have a lot of these dimensions, you have platforming, you have timed platforming that you have to do while the rest of your team is under attack. Like all of this stuff where you're like, they couldn't do this. That's too mean. Um, but as like a, as someone who loves game design, I was like, then that was like a big key for us going in was Bungie throughout their whole history are incredible tutorial makers. Mm -hmm. So if they're showing you a mechanic, that's that was our strategic approach going into the raid. If they're showing us this mechanic, we should expect to see it immediately and at a higher level of difficulty at some point, uh, you know, like either immediately or later on in the raid. And so we 
we the only place that didn't really serve us very well was at Golgoroth, which yeah. was hilarious because we were like, you got to drop the balls on the thingy. And then I forget who on our team. I think it was. I can't remember who somebody said at the beginning, like, I think we just stand in the puddle. And we were all like, no, shut up. Uh, you know, but you did have to stand in the puddle. Yes. Um, and then and then, you know, juggle aggro and all of this other really mm -hmm. cool stuff. And and so to go through all that and to 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 come out on top, uh, it felt amazing. Uh, I mean, I've never experienced anything like it before. Uh, and if you watch the video mm -hmm. um, of us winning, I yell really loud and then I go like this uh, and then I come back up. That's because I didn't know that I was holding my breath for about a minute and a half. And then we cleared it. And then I yelled and I almost passed out. Oh, like, yo! I, I saw the, <laughs> I saw the tunnel. I was like, Oh no. Like don't pass out on stream. That's for later. That's for during Riven. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like that, that, that so that was definitely it. my high point. Um, mm -hmm. so the, and then to follow that up, yes, yes, let's get to the little juxtaposition, right? Like, mm -hmm. when did I have enough destiny? Yes. When did it happen? Um, I think that so destiny Two, like the beta launched and they went, they had the double primary system. Oh God. And <laughs> that was, yeah. Again. So like using my, my approach to analyzing stuff that what I prefer, I was like, I see what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I see this like, okay, well, we want to always have something to rip shields. Like we want to, like, I, I was trying to understand like maybe when the full game comes out, I'm going to see this, but I miss having my like shotgun at my side or my sniper mm -hmm. at my side or something like that. I, I felt like a restriction in, in the fixed roles. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it, things just felt a little more locked in and I was, I missed some of that freedom. Um, that was, that was tough. Then they, then it came out and we got the red war campaign, which was like, Oh my God. I you watched the videos of me playing it for the first time. I cried so many times during the campaign. Um, because this guardian who, who I built this relationship with, like that we get mopped the fuck <laughs> or the, oh, we get no, you're mopped good, you're good. up. We Woo! get mopped up immediately with, with outside next, next to zero <laughs> difficulty. Gaul shows up, uh, and he's like, no more light for you. You're pathetic. And you're like, I am pathetic. <laughs> and that's one of those moments when you, mm -hmm. the walking mm -hmm. and the music, when you guys mentioned yeah. the music oh, and Destiny. Man. The music yeah. and tone of that slow walk, that's one of those moments that sticks too. And that's one of those really sad things that I know new players can't experience. I've still, anyway, go yeah. ahead. But that, that no, walking I, music I think is, eventually, I think eventually, you know, just like every MMO, there'll be, like Destiny 2 Legacy Edition server <laughs> or something where yeah. you're going to have the whole breadth of the game or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah I had such a funny this, experience I... with that with the Destiny mm. 2 uh, Red War campaign because uh, I did an on. This was back when the Activision days, so I did an on-site review with uh, mm. for Destiny 2. So I was in like a hotel with a bunch of other reviewers playing that game. And we showed up on, I think it was a Friday night and they were like, you're going to get to play the first couple of missions and then you'll go to bed and you'll come back and we'll, we'll play more tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so we got all the way up through the walk part 
And then that was where we ended the night is when we got to the farm. And I remember that after that, it was like, all right, everybody go to bed and you can play the rest tomorrow. And like the, all the reviewers just kind of were like in the lobby. <laughs> like you're like, we all in the lobby together, just in the support group. Like, yeah, guys, this is, this this is, is really rough. For this you? is a crazy they, like, yeah. therapist on site. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So like Destiny comes out. I'm really, really excited. Um, the some of the systems changes didn't didn't connect with me the way that I wanted. Um, uh, sorry. So like, I, I have to, I have to like kind of verbally walk myself through this. So I make sure I give you the right answer. So, you know, like Leviathan comes out. Um, mm -hmm. That was really fun. Again, super imaginative. I love the game show vibe. Yeah. I was like there. I was like, they're telling stories about the person where like about callous because he's making us do this stupid, stupid stuff. He's making yeah. us do all this. <laughs> your and he's letting you know while you're getting, you know, murdered by everything in there. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yes, you know, um, you know, and he's he loves the outcome either way. Right. Um, and I, I liked that. And then, uh, you know, Osiris came out and I was like. I don't that was the point where I I couldn't feel the direction anymore. Um and so that that was probably the point when I I love the game and I love the story. I mean like it, you know Osiris and his ghost and being trapped in the Vex network and all this other stuff. Again, like great sci-fi that I couldn't get enough of. Um but it just kind of it fell flat there for me a little <laughs> bit. Um and that was and I don't, I don't think there was a thing. I think everybody is like, this was the, like, I didn't have a moment because I don't like, I kind of slowly fall in love and slowly fall out of love fall out. stuff. Um, <laughs> so I could say that it was in that process, uh, uh, during Osiris and it wasn't really until I felt like there was a super strong direction coming back, right. uh, into into the franchise and when i mean direction i don't mean like anything that was produced at any point mm -hmm. was like of poor quality i meant like a a story direction that i could like resonate with yeah. and um i have to say I, I was kind of like you know i was like let's hang let's hang in there for a while mm -hmm. um but it wasn't really until witch queen came out that wow. i was like i was like i am a hundred percent bought in again and it, it's not like because because I had other, you know, we had other stuff going on. I wanted to try, you know, doing some more variety streaming and things like that. And I put so much time in it. And there was a level of exhaustion being known oh, as yeah. like the King's Fall. Yeah. Folks like I, <laughs> I won't just I, like I'll speak for myself personally. But like you said, it ranks really high on everybody's Ooh. list. And so when you, you know, when you get online and you're trying to do a raid and you don't perform perfectly, everyone's like, very unkind. Are you implying those subsequent raid races, those streams <laughs> might have not been the most community friendly <laughs> for you? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little, it was, you know, it was a little tough. Uh, and we experienced, I mean, and then there, well, there, was there, a, there was some. You guys got griefed, didn't you, at one point? Yeah, we oh, got griefed yeah, during, yeah, uh, if, if anyone watched us during, yeah. uh, and what was the, the big, it was. Oh, last last wish? wish? Not last wish. Uh, it was in the city. I always Scourge remember. The past. Oh, Scourge of the Past, yeah. Scourge yeah, the Scourge of the Past. Yeah, Scourge mm -hmm. of the Past. We got, we got doxxed. Or oh. not docs, uh, DDoS, like the I whole time. Our team, our team cleared the first encounter with only five people because mm. I think I was still reconnecting. 
Um, mm. You know, I oh, finished God. that raid on my Wi-Fi hotspot. Wow. Um, no way. So like that definitely, um, and that definitely put a really horrible taste in my mouth because I was like, if I'm if I'm at a point where I can't even just like, because I love playing the game, but like mm -hmm. part of it is that build up to that big moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like that that payoff really sustains like my engagement with the game and to have uh, that so kind of sullied by someone else's oh yeah that's awful behavior yeah, i awful. i was like i really need to take a step back if i can't enjoy mm -hmm. um what i'm doing and I, I as an aside i'm very 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 happy that bungie is taking hardline measures against people in you know who play the game that are incredibly toxic towards mm -hmm. the developers you know like the the no one should have to experience that kind of behavior um and it's really you know it's unfortunate that like during that moment me and my team did yeah um, and and we weren't that... the only we yeah. weren't the only ones um but i think that again bungie is being very standard setting because for a, fair, a long time in the gaming space it's like ah that's how it is gaming <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and i i don't buy that at all just because Ooh. something's how it is doesn't mean it's how it should be preach it um and so you know, they they took a bold stance throughout their whole history of being super communicative. Yes. The whole industry took a page from that because mm -hmm. of the TWAP, because of everything else. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Them digital extremes, right? Uh, really communicative de devs. And now mm -hmm. we're seeing this like, okay, we're not going to let you harass our players. We're not going to let you harass our developers. We're going to do what we can to keep the community engaged. And I think it's an important point to call out because, like, that's what pushed me away. Um, ultimately that that was the the final moment for me i was like that hurt a lot and mm. if i just simply don't play as much then yeah. it won't it won't i won't experience that you have again. to deal with it i get it yeah I get it. and so i think that was probably my lowest point <laughs> i just want to ask a quick question before we move on um yeah because you, you you i've been well like being sort of sarah stuff does hurt because it was the lowest point Definitely yeah. true. Yes, but I wanted to say, you know, you come back. You, you said that you come back during Witch Queen, and that's when it kind of the fire was relit. But my oh, question yeah. for you was, were you not tempted during Forsaken? Oh, was... I mean, like, I, 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 I was sorry. Like, okay. I, there's, I, I left a yeah. I, I want to get to that. I, I went from high point to high point, yeah. right? So like during Forsaken, I played, I, I loved the introduction of stasis and I did mm -hmm. like the storytelling direction of the integration of the darkness. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is, this is a strong storytelling point, but mm -hmm. I couldn't like see through the veil of what was happening enough mm -hmm. for me to be like, I'm totally engaged. And then mm -hmm. when they, cause I really bought into the narratives around, mm -hmm. you know, uh, taking King. Okay. And so I was like, I want to know what's going on with the hive. Like I felt mm -hmm. like we're we're just skirting around the primary plot point. And I yeah, like right. I want to know what's going on. And there were there were hints, right? Like, you know, triangle ships showing up in yeah. Warmind Watch and yeah, yeah. all the all that stuff. And th those were great. Those were like little little crumbs. And I, I definitely loved um stasis and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but it it wasn't until Witch Queen came out that I really felt like but I meant before, okay, I that's what y'all like. Mm -hmm. I meant before that. I'm talking about Cade's death. I'm talking about Last oh. Wish. Yeah, that. Like, that That we, we, That part was, that, that didn't get you out. out oh, I loved, I mean, I loved it, Last Wish. 
100 percent. i love last wish no i have no problems with last last wish and forsaken like the primary campaigns have always been okay astronomically good right like when i played through forsaken the whole experience with like Marsov being extra dimensionally like locked out of the universe or whatever, and you can like only communicate with her once a week. I was like, this is great. Um, you know, that stuff was so cool. Um, and then, you know, the lore behind the Ahamkara and the feeling, the feeling the whole time in that raid, when you know anything about the Ahamkara, you're like, everything I'm doing right now is a, is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, and, uh, and you know the thousand voices are speaking to you mm. encouraging you to do things encouraging mm -hmm. you to whatever um because the ahamkara are like evil wish genies right like they're <laughs> going to give you exactly what you want and the guardians <laughs> always want a stronger fight better weapons mm -hmm. and you get that because oh, yeah. you know you make a death battery mm -hmm. uh you know on accident you time lock everybody into torture because of your own avarice as a guardian, because you can't stop yourself from engaging in that. And so like, that was awesome. Ooh. But then I felt like I was, and the payoff for that was, I felt in Witch Queen, right? The person okay. who was, okay. the person who tricked us into doing that, quite possibly one of the most diabolical, yes. evil, extra dimensional, like, uh, 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 like uh, 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 you know, like eldritch horror level, messed up like the first time you you finish the time loop yeah. and you talk to the, the 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 npcs and and they're like okay like i'll get it right this time and then like move forward six months and they're just like please stop this like i'm going i know i'm going to die again in two weeks or whatever like i know mm -hmm. that this isn't like i'm trying to fight this and so you I I was like carrying around this guilt. I was like, my character is a piece of sh of trash. <laughs> um, like I I'm I I should have been able to control my impulses. And so you know to go from that and uh, and then I kind of lost interest because I was waiting for that payoff. You wanted to go back to that main thread. Okay, yeah, I got you. And, yeah, and and we yeah and and that's and that's a personal preference, right? Sure. It's just because I didn't fall in love like that the you know the EXO stuff and and finding mm -hmm. out about the back like. I loved all that, um, mm. but I'm like the guy that'll look up like how to watch this anime without filler, right? Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me, and so I I, I wanted <laughs> to focus on that on on that. But Witch Queen came out, and we're seeing all of these. You know, we're seeing Savathun's name, and the first time I saw Zivu Arath's name yes. on any enemy that was out in the horde of things, and I was like, oh oh, go, I was freaking out, and then. <laughs> And then they started talking about Zivu Roth, like Eris was, and I was like, we're acknowledging everyone's presence, yes. like it's happening. Little storyboard uh, with all three, you see them, oh, you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah and, and so I, I just, I, I really liked that, and I feel like every season since then has, has kind of delivered, uh, it feels, as it should, towards, the, towards what we would all assume would be the end of the, the light and darkness story, right? We are gathering forces right like everyone's coming together for the final battle um and it's been very interesting to see enemies become friends in very real real ways over the past year like um under like understanding the that these these people that we have been fighting these other enemy races we've been fighting the whole time have their own cultures their own systems their own beliefs and they're not awful like it's just that we there's some diametrically opposed viewpoints mm -hmm. but when under threat of complete extinction yeah 
what are you going to do? And and what's been cool is usually people will kind of just drop it there. Like we're, like it's a tentative alliance. It's very it's like uh, and, you know, after like the big baddies gone, everybody's just going to go back to messing each other up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, real serious uh, inroads have been made like diplomatically, like Keitel's relationship yeah. with Zavala and the fact yeah. that they welcomed um, Saladin into their ranks. Yeah. And yeah. then he he performed outperformed all of their expectations, Shout earned his own title among them. Yeah. And he and he now stands as a guardian in the ranks of the Cabal. Um and that's like, you know, they're aware that guardians live pretty much forever. So like he's got a lifetime appointment there. And it's just been really, really cool um, to sort of see that because it's nothing I would have expected at the beginning of the story in Destiny 1. Yeah. Everything was very kind of cut and dry. These people suck. <laughs> yep, yep. Evil, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, these people are trying to conquer us. These people are trying to time conquer us. These people want to steal all of our stuff um you know and and that was i mean that was it like that was ball and cabal and and um and vex right right at the beginning so and that's been yeah and oh my god and then the witness right um which i think uh it's just so that was a huge payoff for me because even going back to like the garden of salvation and all the there, where you're talking about you're getting a metaphorical story about the game of life and the two primary players are the the primary forces of existence like Mm -hmm. growth and elimination right life and death uh and so to meet to meet and just see this is another place where it's like the art right when you saw the witness for the first time and the smoke is coming out of his head, but it's like tiny little versions of himself, you get this understanding that this is a being that's far outside the way that we understand the universe is outside of time, um, outside of, of what we've been experiencing. And this is, this is a being that is playing a game that we can perceive, but we cannot understand how the pieces are being moved around. And I was really curious how they were going to make that payoff happen um, because I thought we were just gonna, I thought we were going to fight the witness. I I wasn't expecting like Rolk to show up. And then we Ooh. learned that like, oh, the witness has disciples and like, oh, guess what? Like Callus has, has been one. Yeah. Um, and when Callus was telling you at the beginning that he went to the edge of the universe and stared into the void and the void spoke to him, that was the witness. That was the witness. So like, uh, it's just, it's so like the payoff has just been so huge, um, that even when I think I'm done, or I'm frustrated, or I'm like, I don't know, there's nothing to do. The second that Bungie just like, it's just like one drop of story, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, right yeah, <laughs> like, just reeling you back me in. All of it, Got yeah, I'm, 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 I'm stuck. And I was <laughs> so like, I'm gonna I w- be here for a while. Yes, we've, I mean, since Curse of Osiris, we've been doing this crazy show, and I think you describe it well as. You know, Curse of Osiris felt like that low because you had the double primaries, lack of direction. Curse of Osiris felt kind of small, especially compared to some of the stuff we'd previously had. But then it's kind of about the past two years-ish, somewhere in that realm. The story started, as you said, direction that you could... There was a, a through line, even if the stories had these like little offshoots and zigzags and moments yeah. where you step away from the main story, we started to see something bigger... We saw the pyramid ship and Aramis and there was the tease of somebody getting darkness. And we have 
we have darkness. Zaval has a problem with it. Just, okay, don't use that in the tower. It's fine. Um, and those moments, I think, but, but what you described is when you said Mass Effect has very good sci-fi writing because they show you all sides of it. And when yeah. they're, I don't know that franchise as good as you guys because I've only played through it once. So the whole rest of the podcast hates me right now, but it's fine. Um, but the good, moments when you see, like, I mean, literally, like, you know, racism in space like basically you see the way that's judged and then you turn around and see the perspective of the fallen of what they think of saint 14 we we got that cut scene that he was a horror movie to them that was the turning point and i was like okay we we've done something different now the story in destiny now and it's like and as you said it's not like the story has been bad in the past but it's like season of the forge there wasn't like a story there. Now we're getting a weekly story, something that's told the ink blot storyboard cutscenes, which I still never know quite what to call the way we get to see all of these characters. The fact that you said Mithrax as an ally, how did we, how do we have a fallen hanging out with us? And then now we've got Keitel who's a cabal and Brackus forge up there. The Avengers are coming together and <laughs> it's building over eight years to get to this moment. And if we, Road if they can, that's this year. The villain, the villain, the League of Villains is also coming together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. They yeah. form an squad too. Yep. Yeah. If we have Callus and we have Zivu Arath, and if the mm-hmm. Vex somehow get in there as well with the Witness, we have a whole bunch of fun stuff to face in the future. So, no, it's like you described. We just literally went through the history of Destiny, and I love the journey. I'm just sitting here and listening <laughs> to it again. Um, yeah, what I was like, what I wanted to ask you is like not to divert, but I know we only have so much time mm-hmm. with you. Um, Destiny has been like a staple and you can see kind of the ups and downs. And I wonder kind of where also Destiny 2 kind of maybe started to fall away. Is that where you also started to kind of have other avenues of needs of attention between GCX and then King's Coast and all of Uh your other ventures that you got into? You went from, hey, this is a really cool game and being able to work with like Amazing Duns Quick and amazing games done quick and borderlands two. So now like you are the, the source of the destiny charity marathon. Like how, how did that whole piece come about and now grow into 17 million for St. Jude and your inevitable goal for even more? Like, I, w- I want to know the story of how you, how the charity path started. So, so yeah, um, <clears throat> I got started on Twitch because of charity. Uh, I got started on Twitch because I watched, uh, uh, it was either a GDQ event or the Hurricane Sandy-thon. But my most distinct memory when I was like, I want slash need to do this, I want to play video games fast for charity, um, was watching uh, I Ate Your Pie play uh, uh, Paper Mario Speedrun. I was like, this is one of the first things I watched. Chat was cracking me up. Um, <laughs> and like that was, like, that was it. I, I, it. It felt like this, um, this intersection of all of these different technologies um and it showed me something that i knew all along which was everyone i played video games with was a like really cool person that wanted mm-hmm. to make the world a better place which was the exact opposite of the experience that like i got from the media growing mm-hmm. up like my favorite game was mass effect and my parents really loved fox news and they had like a month their talking point was like this game has alien sex in it um and you know so like it was it was a it like i i knew with the basaris exactly right like and they're blue uh like 
you know, just all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, but I knew, I knew what those things meant to me. And so I finally felt like I found this place on Twitch. So I wanted to get involved and I want my goal when I started was to get involved in GDQ. Um, fast forward, we had the, the sweat con or whatever, but we had <laughs> everybody at the, at the bar. Um, and it was, and it was really fun. Um, you know, and, and I, uh, I remember that. I remember not leaving like the same the place I was in for like all night. Uh, but the next like the next week when we were talking, um, you know, Corey and Kevin were like, we should try and do this again next year. Uh, maybe we can make it a little bit bigger. Uh, and I was I asked slash like requested because <laughs> I don't know. I'm always polite. Uh, I was like, do you guys think we could do a charity marathon attached to this i have an idea of uh you know like we couldn't do it like the gdq event where everybody's flying in i think that is awesome but i don't think like we i just i think that there's another option out there right like i think there's right. another way to do this and i was like what if we had everybody come in remote um and they all kind of stream from their own channels and like we either pass we raid everybody uh, you know, and just send the viewership around to wherever. And we kind of like galvanize everyone around a cause, see what we could fundraise. Um, and they were like, yeah, sure. So I made it my project. I sent out an ungodly amount of DMS on Twitter and, and I want to, I want to say this, right. Um, I, I understand that like the putting it together was something that, that I, I did. Um, but I am and GCX is nothing without the people who volunteer their time. Um, sure. Every every broadcaster from the you know the the very first marathon to now has been part of the success in fundraising. Um, and I am always shocked and honored uh, that anyone would would say yes because I understand it's a great cause and I understand that that there's a lot behind it. But you know, people's time is incredibly valuable, so it means the world to me that that people look at what we're doing and they say that's something that is worth being a part of so uh gcx got started that way um cool. and then it just kind of kept going <laughs> it was one of those things and and i mean I, i'll be super frank right like we got started and i was like wow half million dollars that's crazy i guess we got to do this again next year <laughs> um and it kind of it kind of kept uh, and and you know it was the same way with the the physical event right um, you know, we, you know, we, we put that on every year to try and gather everyone together. Uh, and that's grown. That was really hard to manage through mm. COVID times. It was wonderful yeah. to have everybody back, but you know, that, and then King's coast, um, and then everything that we're doing in rare drop, uh, I guess, um, you know, <laughs> I never really, this is why you're a good interviewer, right? Usually I don't have to think. Um, <laughs> but, y you know, it wasn't like I didn't want to stream as much anymore. Um, it was more like I'm seeing these other avenues of opportunity that, that exist for me now. And I, I don't like the idea of leaving an opportunity on the table. Um, I'm much better at that now. Uh, I realized that, and and look, if you're listening to me, I'm not trying to like 
hustle culture you or anything like that. <laughs> like get out there, work every day, never sleep. If you're tired, don't be tired. Uh, you know, if you're sleepy, wake up. Uh, I, but you know, I really wanted to chase down these opportunities and, um, and try to make the world a, a better place because I experienced a lot of really bad shit when I was growing up. I feel you. Um, I, uh, you know, it, I didn't have a really safe place when Ooh. I was younger. Um, you know, and, and I experienced a lot of things that I wouldn't wish on anybody. Uh, but I always told myself when I was little, if I, if anyone would ever just listen to me, I will, I promised myself that I would try my best. And I obviously made mistakes. I would try my best to, to do good by whoever would be willing to listen to me. So when my channel blew up, <laughs> um, and when I had all these people watching, um, I felt this, uh, I guess, obligation to my internal values to leverage that into something that would be greater for everyone, everyone. right? Yeah. One of my one of my favorite movies is A Beautiful Mind, and I really, really like the the summation of you know the like mathematical and statistical theory that he has in there, where it's like what's best for the individual isn't what's best for the individual; it's what's best mm -hmm. for the individual and the group. Um. And in uh, in a really hyper independent culture, uh, and you know when when Twitch was around, when I got started, it was all like it was very siloed and individualistic. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of of collaboration and things like that. I I wanted to figure out how we could do something as a group um, to elevate everyone, uh, oh. and I I think we've accomplished that with GCX. Um, I know I know we can always do better. I please. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, I had this experience there or like, I feel this way about that. I know. And I, <laughs> I, I always welcome feedback and I want to do better um, because that's how we grow. But, you know, my heart for all of this is, 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 and always has been to prove to everybody that gaming can do good things in this world. Um, because the other, <laughs> the one thing I was raised with that I do appreciate is that, uh, you know, you can't just say it's not true if you can show people, um, you know, and so it's one thing to say like, oh, no, like I play video games and I'm a good person. It's an it entire is. another thing to like build an event and raise millions of dollars okay. and and have a talking point that any kid who was going through what I was going through could say, no, like you're full of crap. Look at what these folks just did, um, you know, and and the more talking points that we can have like that um, about our industry in general. Um, I think the better because there's plenty of, there's plenty of negative press and there's plenty of good reasons for, for that negative press. Um, but I mean, the four of us are here right now having a great conversation <laughs> about art and things that we love. And yeah, this is, this is the important thing to, to kind of elevate. So I, I think that pulling back, uh, falling kind of out of love with destiny maybe gave me a little bit more clear of a head to to say i want to try some other stuff and i want to see what happens um and it's been i mean like uh, fast forward to now like it's really difficult <laughs> um it's well you know i uh i don't i don't know how i ended up here if i'm like super <laughs> honest um you know and and i it's just been kind of saying yes to opportunities and whenever i didn't know how to do something 
um i would be like i guess i will try if you give me the space right. or i will yep. learn if you give me the opportunity um and and that's been wonderful you know i did i don't have a business degree um but you know i have all these business we have these businesses that we've grown right um and it's it's really it, yeah it, i think you can learn how to do anything like i don't i don't consider myself uniquely talented or special um because i think we all have you know talents and things like that but i'm not like out here like oh, i'm a business genius i'm just a guy that said yes and then i was willing to try um and i think that as long as you uh, approach life that way you're always going to have a chance to mm -hmm. to grow and try new things yeah. so um yeah that was a little bit of a a long a longer answer but Perfect. Uh, I'd say falling out of falling a little bit out of love with destiny gave me space to do some other things that all thankfully turned out really well. <laughs> right. oh, bro. The journey is it's cool to see and just your mindset and, and, and the things that you've been through and how you you give back and you feel almost like an obligation to do that. You're truly beloved in the community. You know, GCX is a staple for me. You know, I I I got I like threatened my clan. I was like, you can't be the clan if you haven't gone to GCX. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you gotta such, go. You gotta go. It's such a bonding experience. And, and but again, the overall mission, right? Which is for you know for charity for from a good place to see Bungie get behind you guys as well. You know, and, and really support. It's really cool to see. So salute to you on that, man. The whole initiative. It's a, it's a really positive thing. So much love on that. Thank you. You gentlemen just don't have just don't have GCX Florida. That's my only. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> damn, damn, Travis, give me a floor. Please, you never please. Know. <laughs> okay, you never, you never know what the future brings, man. Oh, exclusive. It's that that is exclusive. I mean, I've said it on stream before, but like, I mean, like, legitimately, uh, the the point of growing any any franchise of anything is I mean, to try and consider every option that you have on the table. So, like. You know, if you um, want to debut that new locale, <laughs> we don't have a new like Madison Square clear. Garden. There you go, Madison <laughs> Square Garden. We're we're <laughs> we're going to Hong Kong. Uh, get get your international get get your international tickets. Uh, we're going, and then after next year, it's Seoul. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, just to be super clear, we are we are at the Rosenschinkle Creek. Uh, you know, Ooh, for the foreseeable yeah. future. Nice. Um, Officially, I call but, it the Leviathan. And just so you know, I came up with that name. It's the Leviathan. I love it. It's that all is inclusive. So accurate. It's the Leviathan. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's got it all. You jump. I, I think I stole the last couple of questions. So I wanted to not steal the next one. Gentlemen, you keep going. You it's your show, you man. Good. It's good, man. We know he's he's been writing these questions down for the past ten years, so it should be less <laughs> impressive. <laughs> He's just, uh, don't be too impressed. He's had a really long time. Don't, be too impressed. <laughs> <laughs> don't go up like that. So there's Tra Travis, Travis is great for the humbling. If you meet him in person, yes, though, it's, yeah. uh, it's even better. Actually. I have met him in person, actually. He doesn't remember, but yeah, we met. Yeah. I no, I, I was, I've, I've recognized faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, never, nobody ever buys that. I'm like, we've met before, but I don't remember anything but your face. They're like, uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh -huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no i was like um i kind of wanted to ask and see what the i know obviously i kind of got a flip side with the destiny career but i wanted to ask with regards to gcx like it is it seems like it's just strapped to a rocket it just keeps getting bigger and bigger 
Granted, the pandemic threw a giant wrench into things, and that may be the answer, but I was kind of curious what has been, because I mean, chief marketing officer, chief strategy officer, running the whole charity drive. I mean, are, have there been any moments that have almost broken you on this journey with GCX? Has that, have there anybody oh. that have almost like, I don't I'll know. I'll do you one better, man. Show us I, your trauma, I, bro, man. I, no, mm. I mean, mm. I, I'm, <laughs> I think it's important to be honest about the difficulties of things. Mm. And I mean, uh, especially, so 2020, I mean, like that was really difficult. Yeah. Um, it was it was easy to make. Well, it was very nerve wracking to make the call to cancel the event. But when it became mm. obvious that that's what we had to do, um, it 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 caused a lot of relief. But like the three or four months, and I, I I liked. I mean, I like to pride myself on being able to predict things mm-hmm. within a reasonable. But when when things were popping off at the beginning of twenty twenty, and I was like, this coronavirus thing is serious. Like we're seeing another major country quarantine and lock down millions of people. This has not happened in my lifetime. Um, and then the cases started popping up here and they started popping up everywhere else. I was like, I would not be surprised if, you know, we all have to be inside for a while. Mm. Um, and so, so I, you know, I was talking about that relatively early on. Um, but just feeling like it was going to happen and then it happening. Uh, and we were, I mean, like we were, we were like tilting in the wind for a long time about what to do that year because the, and this is like, you know, no secrets if you work in events, but like contracts have to be signed years in advance. uh, Dates have to be selected years in advance and there's all sorts of assurances. And so when you're talking about canceling an event, you're like, you're, you know, you could incur a massive bill, uh, from the, you know, all of these vendors that you, they're like your revenues on our books because that's how we operate like this can't <laughs> not work um so i'd say that that canceling gcx in 2020 was really really nerve-wracking um mm-hmm. i would say uh you know the charity marathon that year was like the best one we ever had um and i think you know again the community was amazing uh and i i think that we for me that that kind of kept me floating that year because i was like right. uh like we can still do it. We can still do good, even when we're all stuck inside. Um, but 2021, we tried to do that at space station. Yep, and it didn't work out. And then we had uh, so many other side issues that were literally like the first things that we put on our list of like this is a requirement, and things not being met, and you know all of the a lot. I mean, like I don't want to like dredge it all back up, but it was not at all what we wanted and that broke me um because i care i care deeply about people's you know safety security community all of it right um and then quality like it has to work Mm -hmm. um and we we took a huge we took a huge swing that year and things didn't really uh work out and that that really broke me because i uh I just want it to work right i just want yeah, to have sure. a good time and and um you know so much unexpected so many unexpected things happen um so that that was a moment where i was like i don't know how this is gonna work out um for sure thankfully uh somehow everybody in the community really trusts us and understood that it was just something that didn't work out the way we we had planned and that meant a lot to me personally um 
But I'd say, I mean, this year has truly been one of the hardest years I've had doing all this stuff because there's no, uh, there's no rule book, right? Like there's no, there's no instruction manual on how to wear like multiple hats. Um, and like, like I was talking about earlier, everything that I do is kind of self-taught. So, um, as rare drop has grown and we've had to, because as you grow, like there are, there's a reason why there are certain systems in place inside of companies. Right. And so for me, I'm like free spirit, I like to work on my own time. Uh, you know, like uh, there's, a, I have a lot of idiosyncrasies. And so like learning how to go from being a full-time content creator to working in a, like a timeline, nine to five based deadline based mm. schedule. And then like tacking all of the streaming responsibilities on content creation on outside of that has been uh the hardest thing i've ever done in my life um, because it's it's all stuff that i'm passionate about it's all stuff that matters it's all with and for people that i care deeply about um there's not there's like you know the first time i met with my therapist like two years ago you know her question was like well what can you put down and i explained everything that i was doing and she was like so how can we better balance all of this, <laughs> right? It, it, you know, it's, That's not the answer you expect from a therapist. Yeah. Be like, uh, wait, you're supposed to have the answer. Well, she's, I, I like my therapist a lot. I just want to brag on her. She's a really like no bullshit kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so she's used to catching the bullshit. But if you give her a straight answer, you know, I told her, I was like, I don't have time. She was like, okay. Cause that's the right response. Like most right. people say, I don't have time. And mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have time or you don't have time to do everything you want and watch five hours of Netflix every night. Like, which by the way, if you watch five hours of Netflix every night, it's the best. It's so <laughs> great. Please, like it's awesome. Um, but you know, like it, it's, you know, all of the communities and everybody. And then there's the added, uh, you know, this is the other part of 2020 that was hard. Uh, mm. like we have employees. Mm. There are, there are people who depend on, and trust my goofy self um, to build a company that will continue to provide for them. Mm. And like, that is a level of pressure that I had not experienced before. Because like, if the stream doesn't go well, like it's like me and my wife, and I know that I can, I will be able to figure it out and I will be able to make everything okay. Um, but you know, you screw up on a business level yeah people don't have health insurance mm. people maybe don't have a job they have to go find another job and as somebody who spent a, a segment of my life unemployed uh unintentionally and not wanting to be unemployed it's awful um yeah. so i uh that was another thing at the beginning of 2020 when it was like how are we going to make it through this and keep paying everybody and all this other stuff um it, it just it all rolls up but i now here at this moment um you know two and a half years since that started um i am i would never want to go through it again <laughs> but i am very thankful for how it catalyzed personal growth for me because oh. i can accept failure now i can also accept that failure doesn't always come from me which was a huge problem and like i i was like a control freak Right. Like if it's if if something's going wrong, it's on me. That's like right. how yeah, I was it. raised. That's how uh, I it's how I mean, if you're a bro if you're a broadcaster or streamer out there, like that's the reality. Like if yeah. it goes wrong, it's on you. If it goes right, it's on you. Um, and that's great. But but learning to accept the, the truth that I'm not in complete control 
there are tons of factors outside of uh, of my realm of influence uh, that could change things to, on a dime for me. Yeah. Uh, and and that was really hard. I had a I had a plenty of time arguing with my own ego uh, about that. But mm-hmm. in the end, um, you know, I feel like all of those changes and being able to accept both failure and um, uh, <laughs> and like the emotions that come along with it, because that was I thought, like, I'm an emotional guy. I'll tell you I'm sad. I'll tell you I'm happy. If you tune in on the stream, I'm having a bad day. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm kind of feeling like crap today. Uh, and I thought that was enough. But um, I was just kind of just because I had cognitive awareness of my emotional state, it didn't mean I was actually letting myself mm. experience those things. And if you don't, uh, words are not feelings. Like yeah. you can say I'm angry, but that anger in your body is something you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was really new for me. And I had the opportunity through all of this to learn the lesson of what it means to actually feel my feelings. Um, and connect with that part of myself, uh, which it's, and that's, I mean, I'll tell you, it's a tricky one, uh, because if you are any level of aware of how you feel, you think you got it. I thought I had it. Yes. Um, uh, but you know, thanks to my incredible wife and going to therapy, I was able to learn that it's like safe to fall apart sometimes in a safe place. And you, you need that. You need to like dump it all out so that you can get back out there. And you can, you know, fill yourself up with better things, new things. Um, so yeah, that was that was the last couple of years for me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to walk you through that um, no, that again, but um, I, I, like you mentioned at the beginning, I am a huge advocate of of mental health, and I'm a big proponent, and and uh, <clears throat> you know, it there's there's a quote from Stan Lee, right? Uh, everybody is always telling him how how great he was. He's oh, he's comics. He's your genius. And he says, you know, well, when I write stories, I write them for me. And what I learned is that I'm I'm not that unlike everyone. Like we're more Ooh. similar than we're different. Um, and so one of the things with like pain or negative experiences that we can we like to sit in and think that our pain is singular and it's solitary and it only belongs to us. And in some aspects, that's absolutely true. You know, if you lose a parent or a friend nobody's going to know what it's like to lose that specific relationship. Um, but when we can be honest about how we feel with each other, we, we reveal the other truth, which is we're not alone. Um, everybody is going to have had some of these experiences. They're going to have these emotions. Um, and I've spent my life, even when it's hard talking about what I've experienced, because I know that, <clears throat> if I can talk about it, somebody's going to hear it and it's going to make a difference. Yeah. And that is more important to me than whatever sort of momentary discomfort I experience reliving, uh, reliving something negative. Um, and I, I, I feel like it helps, um, you know, uh, and, and I, I hope that, you know, sharing all that stuff, I hope if somebody's listening that, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And this Very has important. been a journey with Professor Broman. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> took us there. It took us there. It's real. It's real, man. Well, um, we do have a game. Oh, so yeah, I don't know if you guys want to want to switch. 
Should yeah, should we should, games? should we talk about <laughs> games? <laughs> yeah. Should we talk? It's like, please get me out of this. Yes, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, this game that we just actually I don't I want to like I don't know if I can encapsulate the way you describe the journey through Destiny. That was amazing to go through the start and Vog and Kingsfall and then the launch and the down and the curse and then we had Forsaken and then kind of the in between and then the amazing like. There was a roller coaster. I'm just sitting here, just like, <laughs> just like, uh, just like the perpetual thinker over here. But um, we have season 18 coming right around the corner, and yes, as usual, Bungie keeping it a little closer to the chest. Um, but we know when the trailer drops. We know when we get these little, as you said, just that drop of information into the pool mm -hmm. that is our knowledge of Destiny, and be like, oh, something new. And we got ARC 3.0, a preview at least. We got a decent idea yes. of what is coming. And I wanted to ask you, gentlemen, I don't need to read through everything, but outside of the hilarious inspiration of Crank 2 High Voltage, that is not the movie I ever expected to see, but shout out to Jason Statham and all of his action movies. Um, I wanted to ask you guys what stuff you're excited about, um, what kind of has you intrigued. I know we got a lot of Titans, so maybe I start with the Warlock before we get into all the Titan love and Cognito. No. How no, is the pre for Arc 3.0 settling with you? Are you excited? Do you feel like Warlock's got screwed? Or are you sitting in good good shape over there? I'm looking at it. It's exciting. It's exciting. I, I like the... Um... The, the focus in, in the amplified and the, the kind of the buildup, right? This constant inertia, getting things to a place and then speed and killing things fast. From the Warlock perspective, I wanted to see how they was going to handle, obviously, Chaos Reach, then the Storm Trance. And then one thing that always pained my soul was just as a, as a, a Storm Bro <laughs> was that, you know, I love Landfall, but I would have to sacrifice that for you know, ionic blink, because if you're in your soup, especially in PVP, you can't just be tickle figgling around. You're going to get shot <laughs> at some point. You know, so I, I need that mobility. So I, I like what I'm seeing there. Little little jealous that y'all getting my ionic traces. I was very selfish. Uh, that was something that I really liked as our own, but we have to share. We have to yeah. share the traces with the other the groups. Democracy amongst the uh, guardians. <laughs> exactly. Little democracy. Look, it sounds cool. I will say this. I want to see more of it in action because I think for me right now as a warlock, a lot of it is kind of samey on the ability stuff, minus a melee here and a couple things there. But I will say, my jealous eye is looking at the hunters right now. <laughs> <laughs> my jealous eye is looking because I'm like, in fairness, they lost Blink from D1, right? And I, and, and, I, and I get it. I get it. We have your Blink, and that was one of your things. So it's going to be interesting based on everything I'm seeing with the Hunter. You know what I mean? I'm actually curious about the Titan delegation and how y'all feeling because mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. I just want to see it, you know, in, in action. But I'm curious, like, where to Titan that? Like, how y'all feeling about what y'all getting? I want to know. Travis, what do you got, sir? He's, a, he's got to pray. Think, he's got to hold on. He's got to. I think I, think I owe an apology to the people at Bungie for. Um, refusing to give me back my Twilight Garrison, which was my favorite exotic in Destiny 1 because Ooh. I am a, as, as we discussed last week, I am a, uh, a Titan with a Warlock brain and yes. uh, <laughs> mobility matters to me as a Titan. Uh, you know, back in the days of, uh, of 
one one hit uh dash melees on titans i was mostly using that just to get around and do like you know trick moves to escape people and uh, mm -hmm. turn the fight around and all that stuff and so um it sounds like titans are finally going to get some mobility mm. and i i think i was on this show uh crying into the wind about how twilight garrison would not be a returning exotic and i think mm. now i uh, now i must uh I must be uh, hoisted on my own petard and say, very well, well played, Bungie. I'm, uh, I do not need Twilight Garrison anymore. Uh, and I will, I'm very excited for this. So yeah, uh, for those who don't know, it seems like uh, Titans are getting some sort of uh, intrinsic ability to uh, dodge and, and that sounds fantastic e, so. e, can i complain about one thing that i'm scared of y'all with oh yeah go for it because i'm sure we'll have some for you why are we back to one hit charge up things that one hit kill with titans I feel a little bit away what, what that that ability that you get to charge it, whatever, whatever it is you can't or you have to stand still if I don't you know have, how I feel. You have to stand. St you want to come run at me? I'll be over here. I'll be One like, all right. It's like Bart Simpson. You. you got in front of my fist. Cog. <laughs> I don't care what you say about balance. It does not make lore sense for a uh -huh. Titan to punch you and you to not die. It just doesn't make <laughs> oh, any sense. Oh, okay. so let's yeah, talk yeah. about how can we make the mechanic fair in PvP mm -hmm. while still fulfilling the fantasy of a Titan that should not feel the same as like a warlock slap. You know what I mean? Or like slapping you with its open Go palm. It. Go do uh, it. No, he's not, slapping it you with a book is what he's doing. It's still not as good, but yeah, it should, it should, uh, it, that's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do to make mechanics fit the, the, the fantasy of playing. I feel like, what's bro man feeling about the, the initial 3.0 announcement before the 12? Like when they give us the preview. I'm really excited. I mean, like Ooh. I, I so going back to like that what could titans be right like I'm expecting like that tank style class or that warrior class and I think we're really so like we've got clear tank with void we have the real the real obvious like paladin style build that we have sort of with with this and now I was reading through the notes on arc and I was like that's the like that's the berserker warrior like yep. tank right like that's you're going to be fast you're going to be high damage it's going to be I'm hoping it feels a little glass cannony um, because I'm to your point, to. right? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> okay. So like, they're already just absolutely out of their uh -huh. mind. And then like, they're going to be just as hard to kill. So I, I think that this is, you know, like as a student of game mechanics, this is a great place to introduce, like you're fast and super strong. So that means something's good. Like you got to yeah, be able to take yeah. you out real easy. Um, yeah, I think I, it's clear based on like uh, the hmm. kind of the void over shield situation and the solar kind of staying alive and healing that like arc and having none of that is going to feel very different right now that it, we're used to being Brazilian vulnerable would be a way to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to going back to like trying to play around combat instead of just diving in like a. <laughs> You know, just like give me a box of crayons and like I'll stand here while people things punch me, right? Like I'm not going anywhere, bro. Like keep hitting me. I'm on fire. Like uh, you know, like you can't do anything. Uh, but to to like hiding behind a corner, and be like, all right, I'm gonna run out there. You're gonna blind them, and I'm gonna like clear the field, right? Like that's like that kind of that kind of high damage uh, capacity dynamic is something I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. No doubt. E. Uh, 
chats too. We even got we've been missing some super chats. Yeah, too. I know. I was trying to let everything go. Uh, Mikey Moo with the seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents. It's like you're ordering off a weird menu. Um, <laughs> Same uh, amazing guy. Right I know it's pounds. It's probably some weird conversion, but it's just like it's pounds. funny. Uh, Stay amazing guys. Incredible content as always. MRI gamer. Respect to the guest for the Mandalorian Boba Fett ugly sweater, getting me hyped for ugly sweater Christmas parties and spiked eggnog. <laughs> uh, yes. We, ha we had the we had the adult dating sites come through. That was wonderful to see that one blocked. Luminous Hero just wanted to say thank you, Travis. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Luminous Hero just wanted to say the last word is amazing. Don't stop being amazing. And to Broman, you're an inspiration and love everything you do. And I think that's all I've got. I know Necromancer Sale, uh, I think you said one too. Yeah. Try to put that to the test, bro, man. See if you can do something that guy doesn't love. And that's how <laughs> oh, you'll know. Man, yeah. I wear Christmas stuff all year round. Most people don't like that. I love <laughs> I love Christmas. Big I have Christmas guy. All I will my admit, sweaters I are ugly Christmas you, sweaters. Bro. I love yeah, it. It's good. I don't like that at all. I got, is I got I'm wearing this, and then I have uh, I have my other It Gets Cold in Here sweaters, and it's all Christmas. It Gets Cold in Here sweaters. <laughs> How long is the tree standing up? Curious. Um, all year? Uh, it doesn't go it doesn't... I did six <laughs> oh months. It was back there until last time it was back there. It was like uh, it was like June, and uh, my wife was like, this is 2020. She was like, we're replacing that. And I was like, there's going to be an empty space in the room. And she was like, I'll find a chair for you. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. It's great. I'll have my yellow chair. Um, but yeah, it's... but that that's just, that's the, if someone's if you're not going to like something about me, it's probably gonna be that. OK, too much Christmas. <laughs> hey, as long as you didn't say you're excited, the pumpkin spice is now in August or something. That's Ooh. a little. Oh, my gosh. They tried to offer me some pumpkin spice at at the Starbucks firehouse. I was like, no, I'm good. It's too want to try a secret beverage. I was like, I worked here for five years. Uh, nothing's a secret. Oh, oh, good. You know all the good drinks then. So we'll have yes, to see I if do. there's. Yeah. Is there uh can you tell the audience one that they may not know about? That's like uh off menu, but like bomb. But, you know, maybe the barista won't hate you for it type thing. This, uh, this is a crunch berry frappuccino. OK, so you're going to oh. get strawberries and cream frappuccino. I'm feeling this. Get three pumps of the toffee nut syrup if they don't have toffee nut anymore because they might not you can mm. use hazelnut but it tastes mm. just like crunch berries mm. um, i consumed a, two or three of those a day oh man <laughs> also this is my this is my secret uh hangover cure uh if you have a hangover you okay. go and you order uh like uh like a cream frappuccino it's just like there's no coffee in it um mm -hmm. and then you ask for or you get it uh, affogato style so they put two shots of espresso in it like Ooh. on the top and it's it's awesome okay okay we ready this is after the gcx party <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you are you awake i am wired literally wide awake, yeah. yeah okay yeah sugar fat caffeine it feels awesome <laughs> <laughs> there you go that is the thing about yeah the late night uh Greasy food, bread, bready, cheesy, cheesy bread. That's that got us got to have something to soak up the alcohol. So that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the uh, after dark um, topics now. Good times. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'll bring it back to Arc 3.0 for me, at least for Titans. I was honestly probably the most surprised that we get mm -hmm. this like grenade like glow up that we get over. And I'm like, that's always a warlock thing. 
You all guys always get the warlock grenade love, and then we're over here like, yep, here's my normal stuff, and now we get a boost to our art grenades. And yes, the ionic traces will be nice, but I will tell you the storm grenade, which I'm sure we're all going to have. Um, when we get the roaming version of the storm grenade, I was like, that's going to be that's going to be a PvP nightmare. Be like, oh, look, the hallway. Go get him. <laughs> Just like <laughs> sicking him on. I'm like, go get him. I was like, that sounds like hell in PvP because if people are hanging around corners. You're like, you got to move. Sorry, you're just you got to go. <laughs> uh, that one I really liked. But honestly, the idea of the spark, the fragments when the player is amplified, which seems like you're going to be able to do that quite frequently. And we don't know if it's 10, 15 seconds, five, who knows? Arc special weapon kills create a blinding explosion. explosion. I just started huge. looking through my arc exotics and everything. Bro. You got you got salvager salvo forbearance in the legendary category dead messenger and that's just grenade launchers when you get all those kills cloud strike that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. um, that's lightning and then explosions like everybody's dead so Bro, and that's not just the, that's just a fragment i'm going yeah okay not, not, not to cut you how exciting is that from especially as a, a person who's now having appreciation for breach launchers with blinding grenade that's literally like blinding grenade in the energy slot with yeah. any arc and special that's crazy well, it's almost stasis level of crowds crowd well, salvager salvo with chain reaction and blinding mm. i'm good to go nuts <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the couple mm -hmm. of fragments. Uh, when surrounded by enemies, the player has increased damage resistance. Just, all right, I'm in the mix. Let's go. That's definitely the Titan fantasy just written all over it. You've got Spark of Momentum sliding over ammo. It, I will say, I am not like a huge slider in this game. There are Whoa. like, I know, the, why do you think I need the PvP help every week? We have a segment where it's help Ebontis in PvP, and yeah. it's one of the reasons Long I don't money. slide that much. I'm gonna get somebody crapped. whose favorite exotic is Antaeus Wards. I am so offended. That, that is such. <laughs> <laughs> what is no your favorite? What is your favorite exotic Roman? With their own knife, you can't. Come Ooh, that is that. actually good. Oh, that probably, I haven't that's... pulled that off yet. That's that sounds satisfying. Oh, satisfying. Oh, oh, it's my signature move. I I get I get hate mail for that more than anything else. Mm. Sliding the knife oh. back into their oh man, the knife yeah, the head hit. Oh. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I'm going to make that my stream title or something like like uh, killing hunters with their own knives or I I don't know drink a bucket of milk. I, I, it's I'm great not good at making the, YouTube the videos. It, <laughs> I'm not Mr. Beast. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you have to stand in this red circle for 24 hours. The time it takes a hunter to spin their knife around before they throw it is the exact amount of time it takes Antaeus Ward to activate once you start sliding. Oh. It has a little bit of a good uh, You see that's them going nice. hook, you're just like, yink, and then the oh, knife comes dope, yeah. It's you just, perfect. So. That was some really good tech you just dropped. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to steal that. Um, my my favorite exotic. Oh, man. Oh, let's go. This is tough because uh, I like weird exotics. That's good. That's um, good. Nice to not have a usual. I, I loved. Uh, I couldn't get enough of the no time to explain uh, when they re when they re released that. Nice. Having like as a titan, having an arc buddy that yeah. is just chilling with me Come all to the, the time, <laughs> and as long yeah, as baby. as long as I've got my gun and yep. I can shoot things in the head, I have a friend. Like <laughs> you know, like that. I was like, this I call is them snitches. Great. Effectively, I, I say I got my snitches with me. Go, oh, go, go put them out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, here the, uh, the additional, like, because I, you know, I tend to get laser focused. Yep, me too. But 
to have an AI companion and you <laughs> see it drilling the thing you're shooting at and then it starts doing this, you're like, what's that? Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I would. I loved, I right. loved. Uh, so yeah, that's probably probably my all-time favorite right now Ooh, is, nice. is that one um just because i like how unique it makes gameplay like when you put that on it feels like and that's what I, that's one of the things i love about exotics and destiny is when they really nail it yeah. it's almost like you're playing it completely transforms your game. gameplay yeah um and and i love that uh like i just got the titan exotic uh glaive and you can just like spit a bubble wherever you want I know I was like, I would, that's why I got it. I was in, I was playing a strike or something and I was like, what's wrong with this guy's ward? It's got like a dimple in the top. Like it did does. they not, they not inflate it all the way. And they're like, that's an exotic. And I was like, no, it isn't. I know every, I know every exotic. And they were like, do you have the exotic glaive? And there's an exotic glaive. glaive? Yeah. Yeah. There no, uh, we go. I'll be proudly wrong often. That's yeah. <laughs> I will say shout out to hum hunters. Yeah, they're getting blink. They get a new super though, man. Oh. And it sounds so cool. The arc themed gathering storm where you throw in the air, hurl your staff into the ground. It's almost like a half Gandalf Meg storm combination. Upon impact, the staff emits a damaging burst that jolts enemies, and the jolt is where they like kind of jitter electricity and zap each other. Soon after, a giant bolt of lightning strikes the staff and overcharges it, creating a large damage zone around it for several seconds. I just want to see that thing happen. That looks crazy. That sounds amazing. Like, I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> just lightning strikes happening. I mean, cloud strike in gigantic super, super form. I'm I'm sold. I'm so good. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, Arc 3.0, I think I know there's always going to be a little bit of fear about how is this going to break PvP? We know that's always going to be a fear because we don't know how it's going to go. But I will say in general, it seemed like slightly more than cautious positivity on Twitter. Like a lot of people were fairly hyped about generally something with regards to Arc 3.0. And I think they, I don't know if they've had that consistent like good look for a subclass of the three that they've dropped yet. So I was actually very happy to see that. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, we are so close. It's, you know, kind of the point where, you know, blinding and jolting and getting all of these other things being amplified all the time. Just need to hook a speaker up to me and I'm good to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know that's a weird with idea. The, with, the, with the Fortnite uh, stuff that happened this week, can we petition the Kamehameha audio display for the Lock exotic yet? Or, uh, <laughs> super yet? They they should license that. Well, I can't wait. Every single like power scaling video slash TikTok or anything that I see from now on, I'd be like, that's not true. I saw Rick Sanchez kill Goku. LeBron <laughs> James killed Goku. Like <laughs> Goku is low tier now. I'm so sorry. Like it, like he's getting beat up by normal people. Like you know, a dude in a banana suit. Took him out with a pistol. <laughs> like, I mean, what? <laughs> like, uh, point. we do it. That's now. that's true. Yeah. The over Shut 9,000, you're like, you're like, at what, level two, three? You're definitely not that high. So you're, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> no, that's that's kind of great. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other piece we actually got today with the TWAB to kind of keep some of this going, we got an idea of what the artifact is going to look like. And I don't, they've never previewed 
kind of what's coming with. It's always like log in and look at what it's going to be. Overload bows are back, which I don't think is a surprise. It was time to see bows again and all the layman arc being overload and everything else. Unstoppable pulse rifles, anti-barrier scouts, anti-barrier autos. You're like, fine. Unstoppable shotguns, anti-barrier snipers, overload heavy machine guns. Finally. All yeah. of those sounds perfect. Like, why can't Love they it. just be there all the time? Sniper, anti-barriers, they're always standing far away. Great. Unstoppable charges you, sit down. And then overload SMG, that's like, yeah, heavy makes sense because you got to hit them multiple times and you always got a lot. Of... I mean, this is just alone because between Lost Sectors and Nightfalls and everything else, it's always like, oh, what is the champion headache going to be this time? This actually looks like the most reasonable one that I've seen in a long time for options yeah. that fit. And I'm kind of happy about it. I don't know where you guys fall on all this, or if you guys saw maybe a mod that sounds exciting to you. I'm just happy there's no sidearm. Like, it's not oh. sidearm anything. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot stuff. about that. <laughs> I've been scarred. Stuff so always brought me so much pain. <laughs> I love my sidearms, right? Like, but I don't want to have to use them. I, I want to use them when I want to be like, you know, like, it's the noisy cricket, right? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, that's that's like when I feel like having fun. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be like, all right, time for legendary loss sector. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you, you're forced to pull out the side of it. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. no, you want like, to use another exotic. Machine guns, <laughs> man, for me. I've been waiting a long time for that one, man. Just, it, it, it's It's time. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sniper, sniper is always fun. So the anti-barrier sniper. Are they all special and heavy, or just the ones they showed? No, I mean you got your regulars. You got scouts, autos, pulses, bows for the you know kind of mix yeah. of the other stuff. But you have two specials and a heavy. So finally, you can you can go into a lost sector and not be back in the destiny to double prime here. Yeah. I'm yeah. Nice. <laughs> Because you, I mean, especially if I run by myself, like you could run with other people in a nightfall and you're like, okay, you got this, you got this, cool. But if you run solo in anything, you're like, all right, double prime here, here we go, boring. I'm so happy. This, I, I'm just very excited. You got stuff like lightning strikes twice as a class ability. A little scared. Not entirely mm -hmm. sure what that's going to do. Um, arc supers do more damage while you're critical, which I'm never usually a fan of waiting till I'm almost dead to try and cast my super, but while amplified? Yeah, I'm just waiting to Curious of the Falling Star, Thunder Crash, while Amplified, Boosted Titan, and hit for, I don't know, million damage or something. That'll be fun. And another one for my Warlocks, bro. Get out that, um, what is it? That Storm, the, the chest, Storm Breaker, Storm Trance, Embrace. The joint, the, basically, it ramps up in damage already as you get more kills with the Storm Trance. Oh, so I'm nice. looking at that. Um, storm Dance's Brace is going to be ugly I'm getting ready I'm getting ready yeah I mean the the shoulder charging with the uh, insurmountable skull for it is going to be a blast yes definitely um uh, mm -hmm. but yeah outside of the twab obviously hype going into next week question bro man what yes. raid do you think it is and also Ooh. if it's not the same what raid do you want if it's not the same what no raid do you raid. want and then no what way you think it is. want. <laughs> I actually, I actually am a huge fan of a bunch of like super subverting people's expectations. Uh oh. Uh, so I really would love if it was like Leviathan. 
and like <laughs> no, nobody. No, man, no. Fire <laughs> stars. Um, can't give us fire stars. Nightmares. <laughs> Someone in my chat. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like it's back. It would be totally legit to be like mm -hmm. Leviathan, but this time we actually fight Kalos or something like that. You know, like I don't know. No. Roman, no, don't put this energy out there like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm wrong because you know everyone's got like interviews and stuff from the past, and they're like, no, they said this, and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but I think you know right. I, I, if I'm right, if I'm right, everyone is gonna be like how they're gonna like be the take T-Rex in for an interview or something. Be like, so like you wanna explain what happened? <laughs> be like hey uh we need you to call your brother and sit down we need we need to understand yeah what what was this guy doing um, now we'll say what if they brought back all four though and they're just like the leviathan raids and the challenge mode is you have to do all of them back to back shut down the ship shut down the ship that's a challenge that's a challenge thing. Yeah. shut down the ship yeah no i love that i have a fun time watching i have a great time yeah, because you know, you're hosting watch. the uh, tailgate, right? Yeah, do yeah, do the tailgate. It's part of the you know not having the time uh, to <laughs> to keep up with everything. But yeah, the, the, we'll be doing the tailgate. So if you're if you're looking for a place to hang out and kind of watch all the action and have have some discussions that you're not going to get watching, you know, ever, like obviously, like I, I've got one of them. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, we like to do the coverage. We like to keep it positive. It's about everybody who's attempting. It's not just about who's uh, you know who's in the lead although obviously we do try to cover that we like to break down encounters when people are figuring stuff out nobody is going to take their time to be like okay chad so what we're doing is that when this totem turns blue we do this and then when it turns green you do this so like if you're we try to take that information and like break down the encounter so you know what you're looking at or if you're watching with your family or your significant other or somebody who's like not a huge destiny fan that's like i don't know there's there's bullets um you know we try to we try to try to keep it fun um so yeah we'll be getting going around i, I guess like 12 30 eastern our time we'll be covering it uh covering covering the day's events uh thankfully it's not whatever it is we do know it's not brand new right so uh so we won't it won't be a 24-hour show uh and <laughs> And hopefully we'll get unless to improving you know, our expectations, bro, man. Unless, <laughs> yeah, unless it is the clear the ship challenge, in which case, I, I prefer... night. Uh... <laughs> You're like, and yeah, this is the yeah. end of the show. Feel free to support all these wonderful people. Good night. Yeah, yeah, go Can go I hang out. A, a name for the stream if it does end up being that challenge. Yes, Le Leviathan. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I was so good. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good. no. I'll I'll send the checks in the mail. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Travis is the dad we all didn't know was as good at dad jokes. So yeah. What do you uh, all think it is? I think I think you're gonna be reliving your glory days, bro. Man. You think With it's gonna the, be the Kingsfall? <laughs> it's gonna be Kingsfall and be like, all right, let me tell you how those trades work. They haven't even started yet. That's okay. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what we're gonna see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it is, if it is King's Fall, and contest mode will be active, which encounter do you think will actually stump people the most? Because they're gonna know what to do. But where do you hmm. think the level contest piece would hit them the hardest? I would say 
contest is always the most brutal part. Like fighting through the fighting through the scaling is it it takes trivial trivial encounters and turns them into impossible monsters, right? Um, but <clears throat> if I were to think about places that would be like increasingly difficult with the introduction of champions, um, mm-hmm. my my mind immediately goes to the final encounter and the 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 light bearing ogre spawns. If they mm-hmm. are all champions um that's going to that would cause people to kind of refocus their gearing strategy um and stuff like that so i think there's a lot of places where you could introduce champions to make things even more complicated uh like like some kind of champion explosive thralls and golgoroth or something like that like that would just be awful like i would cry i'd cry (laughs) the second i saw it um you know so i think but if i were to say like what would be the most difficult um, you know, a, a, an encounter that I feel like people forget often, at least I do, whatever time mm-hmm. I talk about it is like, before war priests, you have totems, totems. right? Totems. <laughs> yeah. totems. Yep. totems is essentially like, you know, a seven to eight minute horde fight. And that's mm-hmm. really hard uh, in contest. Uh, and then yeah. you yeah. put like, if the, if the boomers oh. that come out on the okay, ledge are yep. all champs, that's also tears. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I could see some anti-barrier um, sniper requirements. Up yeah. There. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Both. Maybe that's why it's coming back. Right. <laughs> that's why they're comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I, I think that, you know, in general, the introduction of champions would is gonna make every encounter worse. Uh, and please I'm really please. <laughs> oh yeah or if there's like light bearing oh my Ooh, god crazy. I would, honestly no, that would thanks. i would That'll love to fire. see light bears because it's high that would actually fit though and we haven't it seen would. them in a while i miss i miss the fact that you didn't need to use the sniper anti-barrier weapon you're like but he popped a super and it doesn't matter what i'm holding i just crapped in my pants like that's yeah. the problem when and if that happens i'm i would be curious that if they would, would be do really that tough. yeah mm-hmm. it'll be it'll certainly be interesting you know, whatever, whatever they bring back, they're going to have the kind of changes that that like people. You're gonna be like, I know how to do this. That's how everyone was like before Vogue. Mm-hmm. It was still messy. <laughs> it, was still, it was still a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A quick couple of super chats that random guy in the comments. That's literally his name. Uh, $5 yes, super name. chat bets on next season theme will be somebody's hoping Rasputin. Shout out to Gaming Forte. Broman, oh, been following you from the beginning. Appreciate what you bring the community, but I'm still looking at you, Titan Side Eye. So hashtag Hunter's Life. That's um, Hunters. I've said mean things about eye. Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny 1, I would rage out Trials of Osiris when they get whatever the stompies or whatever. I'd be like, oh, stop God. jumping! Stop <laughs> jumping! <laughs> Just keep jumping! I'm just going to jump! Like, uh, <laughs> they st- you know. It, it took like them five years to nerf you- that. <laughs> You tickle his foot and then they just build a skyscraper. That's what was Hunters in Destiny 1. Like, oh, jump, jump. Like, they would play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. Just jump in the air. They hide behind something. I hated it. Sorry. See, and that's why it's okay. I wouldn't look at me awesome all the time. <laughs> well, as I know we're running low, I wanted to hit you with a couple of random rapid fire questions. Uh, top two raids of all Destiny franchise. Mm, uh, I would say King's Fall um and for me uh i would also this is so tough um (laughs) it would be it would be between uh like last wish and vow probably but i I think i'd lean toward last wish because i really 
enjoyed the difficulty of being forced to communicate with your team uh, with new information that was just presented to you, right? Like all the call outs throughout yep. that raid, like, mm -hmm. and then the limited perspective on the call outs to be like, oh, it's like angry bird with snake and you gotta go <laughs> left, go left up the stairs, my left. Like, you know, like it was really like those, that those kind of moments were really, really cool. And, and I, that, that raid challenging communication in that way probably puts it in my, in my top two. Good uh, favorite sandwich. Oh man. Well, everything's a sandwich. Uh, oh no, so we got a whole pizza. cube rule argument. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but I would say to, to answer your question, um, man, you know, I really, oh man, not, now I'm just thinking about every sandwich I ever had. I just made you hungry. Um, I'm sorry. Oh no. Like, I'm um, I'd have to say, I'd have to say like, like, day after thanksgiving like turkey leftover sandwich i'm always i'm always gonna like it's special it's like only once or twice a year you got all the turkey with go. the gravy or you know do that and then like you, you, you make whatever else you want yeah. on the side it's good nice and then favorite breakfast food oh mm, this is tough uh <laughs> i would say my favorite i gotta go waffles Ooh. i gotta go waffles okay, okay. i love waffles you got the compartment anything goes batter. in a waffle yeah yeah, yeah. waffles like are a waffles. device for so much creativity yeah and like you can put anything on it yes when amy and i moved down here for the first time we went to a place that, what that makes it's not joke. We, we tease E because he don't like condiments. <laughs> I'm a picky eater. It's yes. a thing on the show and they have fun with that. we have problems with it just yes there's there's like a place down the street that does like a like a, a bacon egg and cheese sandwich, but it's like in between two waffles. Oh, and I there you go. It once and I could, I could only get through half of it because <laughs> the waffles get dry right without the syrup. Oh, You're like, yeah, oh, the syrup. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. need a little something in there. Uh, Torchy's has like a yeah breakfast taco that has like eggs, bacon, like a chicken tender, a waffle. Mm -hmm. But if you get the syrup on there, yeah, it works. Got to have the syrup. Yes. Oh, we syrup. Interesting. Didn't Can you, you smack that. them for me, please? <laughs> wow, you yeah. Sarah. That's interesting. <laughs> you don't understand, bro, man. He's such a picky eater. He's the only Titan I know who will only eat two colors of crayons in the box. I knew that was coming when you started that. I knew that's where you That's it. Picky. Picky. Just All right. Well, down. chat, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. Tomorrow, or not tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Zer. That's all different thing. Um, it is the last Zer of the season. You got a few days to get ready for the season. Mm -hmm. The broadcast will be 8 a.m. Pacific for the pre-show. Likely, you know, shouting at artists and community members and, you know, dev stuff. They'll do some cool things in the pre-show. So it's worth the watch. 9 a.m. Pacific. It will be the actual big showcase. I don't know if it's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 2 minutes. We'll have to wait and see. But lots of excitement to come. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure, Broman, to have you with us this mm -hmm. evening for just an absolutely amazing chat. Like I just sat here, I got story time tonight. It was yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, so at this point, I know we're at the end of the show, so the floor is yours to tell people where to find you, what to do, where to, what events they can do, what coffee they, the whole thing, just to the tell everybody. Thing. It made it. All right. Uh, hi everyone. I'm I'm Professor Broman, and I'm bald. Uh, <laughs> That's that's my pitch. Uh, you can type Professor Broman uh, into any search engine. You'll find all the, the places you can con consume my content. Um, uh, the big thing that's coming up is obviously the Raid Day tailgate. So, you know, if you're if you don't have a team that you're watching or if you want to watch your team and you want to have side commentary, 
we would love to be the side commentary for you. Um, that's starting at noon on nice. the 26th. Um, <clears throat> if you're looking for coffee, coffee company, it's King's Coast Coffee Company. Uh, cool. We're on Long, on Long Island, New York. Oh, uh, Ella? Yeah. Oh, I got to pull up. I didn't know you were Ella. <laughs> yeah, we're, oh, we're, on, we're, on, uh, we're in Bohemia okay. uh, on Long Island. Uh, we, so we ship from there. If you, if you want fresh roasted coffee, we, we got the best stuff. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, and as always, it, it, we talked about GCX a bunch this night. We got GCX happening again next year. One yeah. of the really cool things, if you want it exclusive, here you go. Oh, let's get this exclusive. Uh, one of the really cool things that we are now empowered and able to do because our charity director is uh, Sam Lupo. Yep. Uh, with her on board, we kind of have the bandwidth to do more stuff. So please keep an eye on the GCX event Twitch channel. Uh, we will be doing more than just the marathon stream leading into the next year. Uh, we, we had uh, a big cheese, big cheese joined us, yep. uh, last week, but we have a lot of really cool things planned that'll be happening on that channel and around GCX fundraising focus and community focus going on throughout the whole year. So uh, if, if you're a fan of the good that we're doing, uh, we're going to be trying a lot of cool new stuff this year. So stay tuned to that. Um, and uh, from me to all three of my wonderful hosts here. Thank you all so much for your kind words and for sharing your community with me. I really appreciate being here today. No doubt. Absolute pleasure to have you again. Story time was amazing. Hearing your journey. Absolutely amazing. And man, you're a pillar. You're a pillar in this community and you brought a lot of people together. The show would not, the last word would not exist if it wasn't for a lot of your charitable efforts. So we want to pay it forward to you. Tremendous man, an honor to have you at the Destiny Campfire, the legendary Professor Pro Man in the building. Oh man, this is fun. This, this is definitely a highlight for for me personally. So I always want to give people their flowers while, while they still here. So salute to you. Uh, yeah, Travis. Yeah, uh, Brandon. Nice to talk to you again. Great guy, great storyteller. Let us just kind of sit and listen this week, which is a nice change of pace. <laughs> um yeah you can uh find me on twitter at ty guy travis and you can watch all my uh reviews and previews and content i make on ign.com yeah. uh other than that uh happy to be here happy to be playing destiny and very excited for the new content next week it's gonna be a great show what do you got cog Yo, check out Iron Lord Podcast every Sunday is the Lord's Day. We'll have a nice one. We'll have Brad Sams on this week. So we talk about everything that's going in the industry, embrace a group, buying everything, <laughs> you know, all the little. Like, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, buy Lord of the Rings. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> just own it. You just own everything. Yeah. All that good stuff. And in you know, all the latest, you know, news and gaming and consoles. Also appreciate all the support for Defining Duke. Shout out to Mr. Matty Plays. We have now jinxed every major 2022 gaming release into a delay and the street continues. He jigs by Evil West. I got him back on High on Life today. Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. And E, what you got going on, man? Besides what reviews you doing next? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what review I'm doing next. I think I got to cover some Destiny stuff next week. I, I think I'm a little booked. Yeah, but come on, you know, what's the game down there? You're reviewing now. Come on. Oh yeah, just side. review. I'll just set <laughs> Destiny aside and then go over here. But Destiny is going to pull, pull me back in like three you, days. You don't, you don't want no part in the sea. Go you, don't back the <laughs> you don't want this life. <laughs> you got early you. access, no help. You got to do it all earned. Then you got to come up with scores. What are those? Um, no. Absolute <laughs> highlight. Um, yeah. This, the show wouldn't exist without you. And from meeting you in person, peeking behind the curtain at, at you know, this year. And it was just like, hey, and you're like, you want to go look? I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> as as absolutely nice as you would expect, a genuine guy, and just yeah, thank you so much. It was our absolute pleasure for having you on the show. So, in our wonderful fashion, when we wrap up the show, we all try and say the last word together, which over Discord never works. But as we do for this episode, it has been the last, the last word. 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 <laughs>